And for those listening on audio form, Kyle Schwarber just made somebody money. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DCU Pence Finest, Chris Coulter, CB Coach Boy. We have another great episode for you guys today. This week, obviously, we're going to talk about week six. What a wild, wild week six it was. Both the unbeatens go down. Danny's probably hottest take of the year is accurate in one of those. Um, and yeah, and of course, we're going to go talk about the upcoming week seven. And Summit's Plummets, I'm going to actually talk a little bit of uh, basketball because basketball is on the horizon. Uh, and, of course, Hots, Locks, Summit Savings, you know, all of the good stuff. Um, but just saying before we get into any of that, Danny is watching the World, or the World Series, the Championship Series for us. We, If we have spontaneous moments of excitum, er, excitement or, you know, boredom or whatever uh danny will be keeping us updated hope no not interrupting but between like in our segments between us talking you know danny will provide the goods obviously you guys aren't going to need this you'll be hearing this you'll know the outcome of the game you're essentially seeing our live reaction but um you know without further ado danny the man the our uh watch owl can get us started with summits plummets i'm gonna get the plummet out of the way. I think it's a really getting to that time of the year where everyone's getting sick. Last week, I was sick. This week, you're sick. You have an ear infection. Sick. Chris, I hope I to was, God you're not had... next. Hope to God you're not next. You, you, you don't got the weather come, changing for on you. But we, it, it was like 80 degrees last week. It's 40 degrees in Philly now almost. It's freezing. That's the plummet it's of the week. It's good weather. It's good weather. It'd just it's be a... killing us. <laughs> It'd be killing okay. us. Yeah, it, it no, this particular system. weather, not not like winter, winter, like this fall weather is, is calm. Like in an emergency, I can go out in a T-shirt and shorts. I wouldn't prefer to, but like I can do it and not look like a lunatic. But like preferably, you know, we going out joggers, hoodie. But yeah, I recovered yeah. in t- just in time. Like my ear finally cleared up today. So very good. And then <laughs> my summer of the week, I just brought up pre-show is if the Phillies make the World Series and the Rangers win the World Series, which was is probably the most likely option if the Phillies win tonight, then it would be back-to-back years where a team from Philadelphia and a team from Houston or Texas are playing each other in the World Series and the NFL at the same time. It makes you think it's scripted almost. Because last year the Phillies were playing the, tech, the Astros and the Texans were playing the Eagles. And then this year, the Phillies could be playing the, the Rangers. And guess what? The Cowboys play the Eagles at home in Philly. And Regardless, they're playing somebody. The, the Phillies playing somebody from Texas if they win. Yeah, man. And those it's Texas crazy. Rangers look real damn good. They look like yeah, a I, real damn good baseball I team. Will, I will say, like, they look super dominant. But like I told these guys before, like I said on Twitter, uh, 
the Astros, they it's like I'm not convinced they're dead until I I see the dirt start to pile on their grave. I, I refuse to believe they are dead. I've seen this team do it too many times. Um, so I I don't know what part of me I'd rather see. Of course, Philly's got to win first, but I don't know what I'd rather see because I feel like they have a better chance against the Rangers. But I would really like a get back against the Astros, but. I'm more so for winning, so I'd prefer the easier. Ma- I mean, neither of them are going to be easy, but yeah, Chris. The Astros um, are like the, like the, the guy. Ca- the Astros are like the Cavs, man. Like they're just never going to go away. The Cavs were never going away yeah. when they had LeBron. Yeah, basically. But uh, Chris, the guy who actually lives in Texas, summits plummets or double summit or double plummet, whatever it is. You know, what are we rocking? With? I don't even know if this is a summit or a plummet, but it is something. So I'm gonna say that it, it's a, it's it, one it's of plummet. one of the ummets ever. Yeah, it's a, it's one of the ummets ever. It's a plummet, I think. And the plummet is I watched uh, Aces Liberty uh, game three, and it's just it's been a narrative out there that Sabrina's been getting saved, like that she had to get saved by Brianna Stewart, had to get saved by Jacquel Jones. And the plummet is that it's almost looking true because Jacquel Jones had a beast of a game. They needed mm-hmm. it for them to advance. Brianna Stewart didn't play great; she played terrible. She had a pretty good pretty good stretches but sabrina just hasn't been as good as i'd hope so it's just like you know just like watch any other players you like you know you want them to perform well so seeing them on the big stage not do so well is you know not not great so that's that's my my plum hope she gets it together i really hope the aces win still but i do hope sabrina has a good game until they lose yeah yeah i feel i feel i think you know who i feel like also took a little bit to get adjusted to the because sabrina came in she had her awesome rookie year, tore ACL, and then, you know, is back now. But now you're not getting those touches you were originally getting your rookie year because you're splitting them Team with one of the greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, you know who else didn't come in right away and was, like, amazing? Kelsey Plum didn't, like, come in yeah. a superstar right away. I mean, of course, now um, she's, she's amazing. <laughs> I mean – one yeah. of the best players on probably the best WNBA team ever. I mean, historians don't come for me or nothing. I know um, – I, I do know not too much about, you know, the early – The tone knows ball. Uh, WNBA days. Yeah, I, I do know my women's basketball, though. Uh, and uh, Aces about, are probably – About the early. Know. Look, look. Yeah. Shameless plug about the early WNBA. I have – WNBA GOAT Val Ackerman coming to speak at my sports business summit on November 3rd. Bro. Yeah. Y'all, y'all going to learn through the journey with us. Danny just knows a guy. Danny knows a guy who knows a guy. Uh, I guess I can talk about my summit a little bit. Uh, Celtics are playing the Knicks right now. Knicks are kind of on a little run, but I mean, the Celtics look overall pretty good. I mean, just preseason. Whatever, but you could tell there are a lot of shots to go around. Tatum's got 23 points on seven for nine shooting, four for five from three. A lot of people, one thing I'm interested with Jason Tatum is every year you see him, the videos, he's in the weight room. People are like, oh, he's getting too strong like, and he can't shoot. I don't really think that goes hand in hand. I think too many have people have said it for like that doesn't it doesn't work that way. Uh, so, I mean, it's good to see him shooting well. Kristaps uh, Porzingis shooting well. He's already got hit three threes. He just missed a 33-footer. Um, I don't know what kind of weirdo seven-foot-four guy is chucking that up besides him and Wemby. But 
um, yeah, it just it seems like the Celtics early on found out, you know, who, what two people or three people are going to get the most shots. From the early preseason games, it seems like Holiday is going to take the step back on the shots. And honestly, that's the most like Drew Holiday thing I can think of. He's selfless. He wants to win. He is a winner. Um, and I guess I can – this is kind of part of the first one. I love seeing the Derek White prop past couple of days. D'Angelo Russell said he wants to be Derek White. I don't know if he got that in him. <laughs> but I also don't know if Derek White got – a 30 ball in them. Like they're just so different, but I love that D'Angelo Russell, he, he, he gets it, you know, like he, he wants to be a defensive minded point guard for his squad. Um, and I kind of got double summit going back to some women's basketball. We're going to bump college. Caitlin Clark, the greatest show on hardwood is back against Kansas dropped the light 30 ball. I think, um, and something I, I was telling Chris and Danny, she looks a lot better already putting the ball on the floor. Last time we watched her play was against LSU. She did not want to put the ball on the floor. She looked very uncomfortable doing it. Uh, but in this game, she was getting wherever she wanted. She was getting right, left to the glass, pull up mid range. Obviously that ridiculous um, Steph Curry range. And I think, you know, it doesn't matter that it's women's and men's basketball. I think she can wholeheartedly take something from Steph Curry's game. Steph got a lot stronger. Um, and that's why I truly believe that Steph right now, or at least last season was better than he was in 2016 because it's just a better basketball player. Now he'll never be able to stay healthy long enough to replicate that shooting. So if you think that version's better, it's perfectly fine. That's arguably the greatest season ever. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, double summit because my Celtics are back. Um, my glorious queen, Caitlin Clark, is back. Um, and certainly none of my teams let me down this weekend, so there's no reason to have a plummet. Not um, No team at all let you down. Yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, if we go on – I mean, if we want to start the, uh, the week six recap, there was this one team, the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, Danny, do you want me to start? I, I was going to go about them, but if you want to start with another team or that game, it doesn't matter. Before we go into do. this, I would like to go make ahead. it known the Celtics will play the Suns in the NBA Finals this year. KD will get strapped by Tatum again. Who wants to see that? Boo. Everyone. Everyone wants to see it. I don't know. Brown. Brown. Mm. D-Book getting double teamed by White and Holiday. Tatum strapping KD. Porzingis imagine getting blitz. Oh, wait, imagine getting blitzed by Drew Holiday and, Derek, <laughs> and White. Derek White, or even like like I don't, dude. Or you get blitzed by Tatum and Brown. Like if you're KD, you're you're getting blitzed by like Tatum and Porzingis. Like that's, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's just gonna happen, bro. You're too good. Um, but we can talk about this next June, uh, or we'll be seeing the Lakers or the Nuggets or. Celtics and five, but Danny meant to uh, say Lakers. If you, he meant to. I, I would never LeBron say Lakers. In five. I would say LeBron in five. Don't uh, associate. Well, I would LeBron. not associate winning and the purple and gold or the purple and yellow with winning. But well, uh, LeBron Danny. will be a Sixer by week week five. Yo, <laughs> for the small price of uh, James Harden. Turkey from Turkey. <laughs> but uh Danny, the other 
sport. Did you want to start or did you want me to start? Yeah, as James Draw said, I would like to talk about the the Cleveland Cavaliers beating uh, the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> LeBron must have put in work. <laughs> he put in the work, man. He was a tight end for the Cavs. Because uh, he'd be so baller. This, this Cavs team, I said it last week, this Cavs team is going to beat the Niners. I mean the Browns, obviously. Uh, <laughs> the Browns. <laughs> I think the Cavs. Right, I'm sorry. I think the, I think the Cavs could give the 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 Niners a real good run for their money. Who guard Darius uh, Darius Garland? Exactly, man. Who's what they going? doing when Jared Allen goes out on a post round? Dude, 2020 Cavs. You put Colin Sexton out there. You put Sexland out there. Not happening. They too small. Jimmy Ward bullying that for sure. Fred Warner, oh my God, who put them? Who put them down? Okay, now about the actual, the actual Browns. Yeah, in reality, the Browns. No one wanted to hear it. I think I was probably the only person on this planet who predicted Brock Purdy to lose a football game this weekend against PJ Walker. Oh, I said if Temple Legend PJ Walker was playing, I'm with you. I'm with you, and nothing is ever Temple Legend PJ Walker's fault. He cooked. He outplayed Brockford, but no, I do have to give you your flowers, man. Like I, I originally was like, I see the vision defensively of how the Browns can, like the Browns can throw stuff at Brock Purdy. He's never seen before throw him off of his game. That worked. I didn't know how sustainable the Browns offense could be up against that phenomenal, phenomenal defense of the Niners. Like that the D-line, Browns defense, no. the Niners defense and then, but like Niners offense, Browns offense. So, yeah, I got to give you your flowers, dude. That's an amazing call, th- but you got bailed out by P.J. Walker. Temple yeah, I got bailed out by uh, Wind as well. Um, so yes. one thing I <laughs> <Yes>. will say, <laughs> Cleveland. One thing it. I will say, um, this team has exposed the Niners' cornerbacks. These cornerbacks are not good. I'll take the Amari Eagles' corners Cooper with bald. Oh my god, he owned them so bad. I'll take the Eagles' corners with Jack with, with Josh Job. And Darius Slate out over the Niners' corners. They're that bad. Nah, if Josh Job was out, we'd be in a lot better place right now. We just <laughs> signed Josiah Scott back. He's the guy who led up the third and 30 on Christmas Eve. Oh, my God. I'll talk more about big Philly signings later. But, um, yeah, man, you you definitely – you deserve your props. Uh, Chris, was there anything you wanted to say about Browns, Niners before you get into whatever game you wanted to talk about? Um. <clears throat> Not really. I was surprised. I didn't think the the Browns would win. Um, but I mean, the Browns defense is special, so anything can happen with that. Um, yeah, I just and, and it was rough seeing Debo get hurt. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's like okay now, but that was rough too. So hope he's good. But yeah, it was a good win by the Browns. Great call by Danny. Honestly, that's really yeah. I, I didn't really have much because I, I was just kind of caught off guard by it. I, mean, I should have known Danny didn't pick it, but yeah, I was kind of caught off guard by it. So yeah. Danny, what I, I was kind of talking with a coworker. I was like, I think Danny like low key likes the Browns sometimes, but like obviously like Danny is a you know he's a rivalry guy. He don't like the bank. He, I I have a feeling Danny like is okay with the Ravens and he's okay with the Browns, <laughs> but he just really doesn't like the Bengals. I don't um, like the Bengals either. No, nobody hey, likes the Bengals. Like the Steelers Ravens I, used to be a rivalry. Look, it was. We need some animosity here. Dude, the Steelers and Ravens was like 
Braves Phillies. Like they wanted to kill each other for a while. And then it was just like Ben and Flacco retired and they were like, whatever. Bro, there used to be they used to be master classes. The Christmas one with A B. Uh dude. They used to just I still watch those highlights uh every week. Every weekend I watch. That's a great coping mechanism, man. Uh, but not, so we need some animosity. I'm going to be back on the Bengals hype train uh, because Joe Burrow's already served his four mandatory, um, poor games this year. So he's back. Um, but Chris, uh, any game you want to talk about? You want to talk about Ravens or or any, any game? Don't, don't, don't even matter. Uh, the game I want to talk about is Cowboys Chargers, and the reason I want to talk about it is because I was looking forward to a lot better of a game. Uh, it was a slugfest. It was Dak Prescott managing the game again. He's basically a backup quarterback to get paid a lot of money for no reason. If they're they're gonna use him like that, um, I don't know, man. I just expected more, so I was a little disappointed in that. Um, I thought Quentin Johnston would get more looks. He got literally zero looks. Uh, that was weird. I just didn't didn't see that happening. That yeah, was he was weird. doing cardio, man. Lily, Keenan Allen looked great though. The wide receiver one looked great. He, uh, Keenan Allen Did, great. Didn't he? Don't he look like he, like he uh, made a wish on the Dragon Balls? Wish he was That's five years saying. younger. Found the tackles. Fun, he though. making people miss. Yeah, dude was wilding. So that was cool to see. It was cool to see CD Lamb get involved too because I don't know. Like I, I'm all with Steve Smith. Y'all know as a Ravens fan, what Steve Smith say, I'm, I'm rocking with it. But I think CD Lamb is more than just a guy though, and it was cool to see him have a a, a pretty good game. Um, but yes, yeah, so I just expected more from that game. I expected it to be a little more high scoring than it was, so um, that kind of sucks seeing that. But other than that, um, good win by the Cowboys, I guess. So yeah, but that, that was the game that, that I was most interested in, I was kind of let down by. But like I said, it was a good game overall, I guess. And, I, and one thing, I yeah. didn't even know that Justin Herbert's finger was broken on his opposite hands. So, I mean, him playing through that is that, that that's some warrior business right there, but yeah, that was cool. Yeah, he had a lot of just missed throws. Like that, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. Um, that might be the worst game I think I've seen him play since that rookie year. He played the um he played the Patriots and they got they got what bad. But um yeah, uncharacteristically just missing open players and you know, uh, per usual not being aggressive, but like really not being aggressive. Um and yeah, I, like you said, I like the way you, you said it. It's it's not Dak's fault that he's almost turned into a game manager. I mean, yes and no to an extent. Like, yeah, he could take more shots, but I mean, for the most part, what's he supposed to do if you know dialing up? I mean, he's only dialing up seven targets to CD Lamb. Uh, Michael Gallup is not. Bro, it was a third and eight. They no. ran a four yard out to Brandon Cooks. Like, what? What is that? What do you want to get from that? Like, what, what, what are you expecting? It, it was just weird to see, like, if that's your guy, which, I mean, he obviously is, like, why are you, like, why do they use him like that? And like I said, I think I said in the last show, it's like either they know something we don't know or the offensive coordinator needs to be replaced. Some some different. Either they know Dak can't be that or something else. Because it's, Mike it's McCarthy's no a bum. Yeah, there's no way to use Oh, you want to know something I want to run a, you know what I want to run a victory lap for him? Yeah. Austin Eckler being a bum. Bumped. Not a good running back. Not a good runner of the football. He is a a fantasy merchant, and the only pe- reason people like him is because he openly admits to like, oh, oh draft me for your fantasy. I'm gonna get you that two touchdowns. Where were they yesterday? 
I don't know if he scored yesterday. I really don't know because I saw him getting a yard of carry. He's not a downhill runner. He's legit just a slot receiver, and he would actually get paid if he did that. Uh, it's, it's not good. Danny, you have any thoughts on Chargers-Cowboys? Chargers-Cowboys is a really weird game. Um, I think Herbert – I saw a tweet. Herbert could throw for 450 yards, be 39 to 44, and the Chargers would still find a way to lose a game. And that's the story of his life. Yeah. That is true, man. And uh, he's going to get a lot of crap for last night's game, and rightfully so. I mean, definitely left a lot of left left a lot of food on the table, or left a lot of food on the plate, left a lot on the table. Um, I will say though that last play there, you throw the interception. Quinn Johnson, you you too damn big to be getting babied. He got absolutely mugged by the corner. And, and it was a pick, but obviously, you know, Herbert, you know, just can't throw a pick there. Can't do it. So, yeah. So, the game I wanted to talk about um, was Eagles-Jets. Uh, I want to start with the Jets, obviously. Much credit to them and their defense down Sauce and DJ Reed. They still managed to pick off Jalen Hurts three times. Um, and just overall just made it a complete struggle for – Jalen Hurts, like Robert Sala said, we went through six quarterbacks and we gave them all hell. We embarrassed all of them. Um, Robert Sala is one of, if not the best defensive minds in the NFL, in my opinion. He's not like an old guy like Belichick who's stuck in his way. Now, mind you, Belichick is still amazing uh, at what he does. You know, the best corner guru this game's ever seen, in my opinion. Made J.C. Jackson get $70 million, but uh, yeah, Sala... Did an amazing job. That defense did an amazing job. Uh, C.J. Mosley did a good job. As for the Eagles, I mean, their defense wasn't even exactly horrendous, I would say. Um, linebacker play, it's obviously still questionable in coverage. It's good in the run game. Uh, defensive line, really missed Jalen Carter. But, I mean, like run-wise, they didn't do too bad. Pressure-wise, they didn't do bad either. I thought they did pretty well. I mean, Hassan Reddick was doing his thing. These corners are abysmal. Like, outside of Slay and Bradbury, it's really, really bad. Even when Slay is in there, he's due to get beat, like, for a, a good chunk, like, one or two times a game. But, I mean, I'll take it. I mean, outside of that, like, outside of that one play, he's he's legit still a lockdown corner, still a top 10 guy, in my opinion. Uh, Bradbury still one of the better corners in this league. He was obviously just an all-pro. Um, he played pretty well. I mean, I, I don't – I. I would have to look back at the numbers, but I thought when Garrett Wilson wasn't guarded by legit practice players, I thought Bradbury did a good job on him. Josh Job, I'm not bailing on him. He's still clearly young. He's clearly still needs some time. That's okay. It's fine. You're being thrust into the starting role. You know, I think a lot of people are just losing it on the young guys like him, Eli Ricks. I think Eli Ricks actually got hurt. I'm talking to my ass. And then they just signed Josiah Scott, like I mentioned earlier. Um, but people like freaking out on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he doesn't look the same this year. You know what I'll tell you? He has picked up the last couple games, though, is his running ability. He's running strong again. Um, A.J. Brown is on like an absolute tear. If Tyreek Hill wasn't being, um, you know, special, then like A.J. Brown would be the talk of this season right now. A.J. Brown's on an absolute tear. I believe first eagle with four straight 125-yard games since like, T.O. or like ever. Like I, I'm not exactly sure. It's it's a crazy stat, but um I do think the Eagles can 
bounce back this week. I'll t- I can talk about the game a, a little later uh, in the preview. But did y'all want have anything to say about uh, Eagles and Jets? No, nah, I think it's pretty clear. The Eagles had the game in the bag, and they should have play calling came down to it. I don't know why you're giving the ball to Hurts to throw the ball on that in that down. Can you run the ball and rely on your defense and make Zach Wilson drive the the whole field? I'm not a fan of making Hurts try to win the game there. I mean, he could win the game. He's a quarterback that's capable. You don't need to force him to make him win the game, dude. Let your defense rely on – make Zach Wilson be a great quarterback instead of the Jets being average team like they they like they won the game. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, a lot of people looking at these past couple games for Wilson, it's like, oh, yeah, redemption. Or, I mean, Zach Wilson has not played a good game this year outside of the Chiefs game. He's uh, – I know why Danny's acting that way. For those listening on audio form, Kyle Schwarber just made somebody money. But uh, uh, Chris, you have and anything then, uh, to say about Hurts? Uh, Danny, I didn't know if you were done. My bad. You no, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I sent Chris the the parlay before. All <laughs> I have to say is that now I'm one leg away from the on the Philly side. Harper needs needs two bases, and then a Christian Walker and Corbin Carroll have two bases, and I'm money. I'm money, man. I love that. I just hope they give Harper something to hit. They we walked them, thirty walked them on purpose. That would pay oh, for my trip real. to Houston. I mean Dallas. <laughs> we out, man. Curse, you got anything to say about Eagles Jets? Uh, I'm surprised. Um, it's obvious that the Jets are the team to beat in the NFL now because they beat the Eagles. So yeah, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. But in reality, um. I don't know, man. I really, I think it was just a fluke game, I, and I, I want to give the Eagles defense. I mean, sorry, the Jets defense credit because it, it is elite. The Jets defense is elite, in my opinion. But I think it's just a fluke game, honestly. It, and, and teams that are undefeated always do for a fluke game. It's just the way you stay undefeated is if you can survive that. They just didn't survive it. And I, I'm good, Danny's questionable call at the end. I would have put in my defense hands if I'm the Eagles, but that's why I'm not the coach. So, at the end of the day, I think it was more of a fluke game than like a statement game for the Jets or like a statement on. Jalen Hurts not being good anymore, like I've been seeing on Twitter, you know, stuff like that. I think it was just a, one of those games where it's just going to happen throughout a, a long football season. So, yeah, I think it was a, a, a cool, interesting game to watch. Did not, I did not expect it to go the way it did. Yeah. What I'm seeing is Jalen Hurts has seven touchdown passing and seven interceptions. If you watch his interceptions, four of his seven aren't his fault. They're like a screen off someone's hands. Something I will say, I, I think I like kind of came up with this theory the other day. Guys like Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, guys who are legit dual threats. Like Joe Burrow is an escape artist. He's not a dual threat quarterback though. He's not like the other ones. Um, Dude, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is more of a dual threat quarterback than Joe Burrow. Be real. <laughs> yeah, dual threat. Throw it to his own team and throw it to the other team. But, uh, <laughs> He's a but, threat to society and to football. Yes, he's a he is a hazard. But with mobile dual threat quarterbacks, I truly believe instead of touchdown interception, look at total touchdown total giveaways. Like I feel as if that is the most like fair way to judge their game in that aspect. Because like yeah, Jalen's one to one. It don't look good. Jalen has a million rushing touchdowns though. That seven to seven. It, ratio does not put his rushing impact. I would honestly say for the most part of that game, Jalen carried them. He was doing superhuman-like things, running the ball, escaping. Dude, all, he was super, throw he had, 
the, the, he stiff armed the guy and threw a dot to AJ Brown. Hey, That's exactly. probably the best throw in his career. Exactly. Like difficulty wise, probably. But I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He played a bad game. He's also the one of the only reasons they were even in it. But credit to the Jets. Um, y'all want to talk about any other games, or we want to move on to? We can move review? on. I I'll just give gotcha. uh, the Bengals. I would give the Bengals their flowers. I mean, they beat the Seahawks in a close game. I think the Bengals are still. They played really bad and somehow came away with W. Um, well, their defense really stepped it up at the end. Like really came through at the end. And that is a really good sign that you can stop an offense like that in the red zone game on the line. But yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, second half that deep, that offense was non-existent, but good to see at least the defense is starting to get it together a little bit, especially, you know, losing Von Bell and Jesse Bates and all that. But week seven preview, Danny, what, what are we starting off with? You want to start with the Thursday game and then get into like the actual game? Yeah, I'm down to do that. Uh, we can start with the Thursday game. Uh, yep. Yeah, by the Jacksonville. way, Bryce got robbed of, of a home run um, at the wall. Yeah, Bryce is hitting the shit out of the ball either way, nonetheless. We'll start with Jacksonville and the Saints. Jacksonville's yep. first game back in the United States. <laughs> Actually, second game. Yeah, it's, been a, it's, it's been a while. And, and then they go right back on the road. They can't even, yeah. can't even be home. Um, yeah, but anyway... Jacksonville versus the Saints. I think this is – well, Trevor Lawrence is to be determined. We don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, he's still up in the they air. They said uh, things are looking up. Hopefully. Uh, from what most I hope. you're saying. But. Derek Carter hasn't looked good this year. The Saints are very average. Uh, you would have thought with their schedule they should have won a lot more games than they have. This team isn't anywhere near as good as they should be. Um and the Jaguars have kind of been the same way. Um, they had higher expectations, and they're kind of just playing up to that, like a little bit below what their expectations were. But I feel like the understanding is the Jags have are starting to come around, and the understanding is that the Saints look like they're spiraling out of control. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's that's a perfect way to describe it. And now the Jags are four and two at this point, uh, which is good. Until you get like their losses are like a super winnable home game against Kansas City, who has looked they're five and one, but they've looked human and they got blown out by the Texans, who also just lost to the Falcons and just escaped with a win against the Saints. Um, but yeah, I would agree. The Saints, I mean, I didn't expect them to be like contenders or anything, but they don't look like given their schedule, given their veteran experience, given at least their offensive talent. An average QB in Derek Carr, Chris Olave, who is a top 15 receiver, borderline going to be top 10 sooner or later. Alvin Kamara, who's not who he used to be, but it's a a lot of – look, a lot of teams wish they had Alvin Kamara. I can tell you that. Uh, There's not – yeah, I agree. They're not living up to it. Um, I'm going to go Jacksonville in this game. Um, If I – things are looking upwards for Trevor Lawrence to play. So, yeah, I think they'll march into New Orleans and take care of them. Chris, any any word on a game? Um, I think this is a a a big old mid off. 
that, that. That, that's my stick. It's, it's a big old mid-off. Not looking forward to it. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I think I think Thursday night football this year has just been wacky in general. It's just been weird games. It's I, always wacky, dude. It's it's never good. <laughs> right, it's never and, good. And, and, and so I'm looking forward to another wacky one on Thursday. <laughs> just really just something that I didn't expect. Nobody plays a bet because it's not gonna hit. It's gonna be all unders if it does. Like it's gonna be one of those weird Thursday games. I can just see. Um, yeah, that's what we're looking forward to. I I, I do want to go on record with saying I never um, believed in the Saints. Not one time. Because I don't believe in Derek Carr or anything Derek Carr has done. Nothing. Nothing of it. And I, I've i been seeing a lot of – and my friend Terrence is a really, really big Saints fan. Like, biggest Saints fan I know. And he, he said he saw Chris Olave, like, quitting on routes and stuff like that. And I seen it on Twitter. And I'm like, man, is that true? I went and looked. And I, I watched some of the clips. Like, yeah, he's quitting. But it's like, bro, at the end of the day, if you know your quarterback can't get it to you, I'm not saying you justify, but it's like, what do you want him to do? You know, in a sense, but I mean, I know you got to stay face. You got to do what's right. But at the end of the day, it's like, bro, yeah, get a better a better playmaker in there, a quarterback. Because Kamara literally was, was carrying the team, rushing, receiving. He was doing literally everything, and it just wasn't enough. And it's because they can't throw. Not that they can't throw down the field, but they weren't able to have any success really throwing down the field. It had to be all dumps, dump offs. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I never was really impressed by Derek Carr. He hasn't really moved me in New Orleans. So, I, I don't really expect much from them. Yeah, and then their backup quarterback got uh, hit for a steroid usage. Apparently, the NFL sent out a uh, a message that said that they should not be going eating meat from Mexico or China because they their their chicken and beef are contaminated with the steroid. That is pretty crazy. Um, imagine your favorite player gets busted for the roided steak, the roided <laughs> chicken, the roided chicken. Yeah. That is that is. Pretty crazy. Um, but, Danny, uh, did you want to get into your actual game now that we're past this Thursday night one? Yeah. I think there's a couple games on the schedule that are turning points for a couple teams. And I'm going to let you take Eagles-Dolphins because that game is going to be a fucking shootout and it's going to be one a bloodbath. I'm not, I think I'm going to have to be a homer here. There's Charger, there's Chargers Chiefs, which is going to be another phenomenal game. Um, but the Chargers also have looked like Dookie since then. So, but it's going to be a divisional game, so we know that. But I'm going to go with cross cross AFC versus NFC Steelers Rams. You got three and two Steelers coming out of the bye, and the three and three Rams coming off of a, a close kind of win against the Cardinals and a loss against the Eagles. And then they beat the Colts in overtime. Like they're a really shaky team, and they're kind of trying to find their identity with Cooper Cup back. And they're playing the Steelers. Cooper Cup might have three hundred yards. Yeah, I mean, unless you plan on putting like Porter in the slot or something to try to at least run with them, get physical with them. That's one of the only things I can think of in terms I think of Tom the solution ha- to that. Dude, knowing how long Stafford takes with the ball. T.J. Watt might have five sacks. Maybe. maybe. I mean, the Eagles had a pretty good day against the Rams sack-wise. So, I mean, if they can and and T.J. Watt can. In that game – Deontay's game coming back. Deontay's first game back. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I wanted to talk about is the Steelers, they kind of went into the bye week on the high rise of Kenny Pickett calling an audible, then – you know, game-winning touchdown against a division rival. Now you're going against the Rams. You're getting Deontay Johnson back. Um, and hopefully you can just build off the momentum of that last game. 
I'm going to take the Steelers to win this game in L.A. Uh, let's see if Kenny Pickett can build off of that game-winning drive. Um, we'll have to see. I can't say this is one of the more interesting games, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the Rams haven't been necessarily um, as impressive as I thought they would be after the first two weeks. And the Steelers are somehow 3-2 and two to this point, despite looking like one of the worst offenses uh, in Ever. Ever. Yeah, they won the worst offenses ever. And in the next four weeks, they could prove to be a really, really good team. They play the Rams, Jags, Titans, and Packers. A few teams that are under 500 currently um, and that aren't looking that hot. If they prove and beat a couple of these teams, they, they could be on the rise. They could legitimately beat 7-4, 7-3 at week 12 which is insane considering their offense is as bad as it is. Yeah. Chris, any word, any, any words on Steelers Rams or you want to get right into your game of the week? Um, game or two? Doesn't matter. I, I, I don't want to repeat what, what Danny says. I, I pretty much feel the same way. So I'll move to my next one. Cause I think the Steelers, I think the Steelers are better than what their record says. I think they're just, I don't know. I, I was going to say like misunderstood, but that's not true. It's just like, I think they just need like, to be more consistent, but I can see like the the I can see the vision. But the game I want to talk about is Ravens v Lions because I think that's going to be a, a great game. Should be, but every time I think it's gonna be a good game, Lamar is wrong, so it's probably gonna be six to three or some shit. I don't know. Wait, last time they played, didn't Tucker hit the walk off field goal? The six he sure did. Starter? He sure yep. did. Yep, he made history. That's exactly what I was about to say. So, or it could possibly be a historic game, but I don't know. I think it's a good game because the Lions are playing incredible. They look really, really good right now, especially what five and one, if I'm not mistaken. Five and one. And I think this would be a big win for the Ravens because we've had Ravens have had some losses that they shouldn't have, you know, only two losses, but one of those, the the Colts loss shouldn't have happened. And the Steelers lost, okay, but it was controllable. They they should have won that game. Exactly. So I think this would be one of those like statement wins for the Ravens to an extent. Like, yeah, like everybody thought the Ravens would be good, and this would be. I'm not gonna say just stamping it because the Lions could just lie in the rest of the season. They could just literally go back to the old ways. But I doubt they do. But I think it would be a good good win over a team that's doing really well. That defense is playing incredible. So, and, and I think it'd be a good test for the offense. Like, I think it's like a, a like a prove it game uh, as as early as it is in the season. I think it's like a prove it game. Like, can the offense be good against a really good defense? You know, can our defense continue to be good and you know just stop stop people like we've been doing, limit points, limit yards. So I'm interested in seeing how like which which one goes for that game. I like that. I really like that a lot. Um and th- these teams are kind of both on the brink. It's like we know what the Ravens could be and we see what the Lions are, but they, the Lions have got all these pieces and all these weapons, but they don't, they haven't unlocked the weapons. The weapons are kind of just sitting there like locked up in a cage and you're seeing how the, they have untapped potential. Yeah. And I, I, I really like to see this team thrive against the Ravens. Honestly, I'm sorry to say that, but I think the Lions could like against a great, great team like the Ravens, the Lions can make, come out and make a statement and, and like really, really win. Yeah, I think that this potentially is game of the week. I mean, I'm it should a, be it should be hands down. Yeah, um, it's a one o'clock game. Uh, uh, that'll probably be my main game for that window, definitely. But you know, my, in my opinion, uh, this Ravens team I saw, coming off. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. 
I was going to say, I saw a rumor. Uh, this is kind of a side note. Sorry. Caleb Williams wants uh, ownership stake of whatever team drafts him. Uh, well, good luck to that's him. That's outrageous. <laughs> that's out. That's outrageous uh, to ask from a college. I mean, if it's like the Giants, if it's like the Giants, and yeah, that's pretty baller. But like, I mean, I don't know what other team you would really want ownership stake in. Um, I think the only owner delusional enough to do that would be Jerry Jones. So I don't know if that's a calling, but like, uh, anyway. Back to Ravens, and uh, Ravens are hosting the Lions and the three-point favorite. So they literally – it's about as even – as Vegas thinks it's about as even as it can get. Um, and I would agree. I mean, these are like two if, – if you had to make a top-tier contenders, like you would have Eagles, Niners, Chiefs, and maybe Bills, but I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to make them like tier, tier one. I'll, I'll say Miami. Uh, Miami and Bills, we'll we'll throw all of them in tier one, and then like Lions and Ravens would make up tier two. Like they're like they could make a Super Bowl. We wouldn't be shocked. This could be a Super Bowl matchup. I don't think anyone would be shocked. Like Danny said, the Lions are a good team. Like th- this, get used to this Detroit Lions team. This is this is a good team, and they can get better. They they can only get better from here, in my opinion. And then same with the Ravens. I mean. We've already seen it. Like we we've seen games where Nelson Aguilar's catching the ball, Zay Flowers is catching the ball, Mark Andrews is getting involved, and this offense is is just running laps against everybody they're playing. We've also seen games where guys aren't catching the football. So do the Ravens need to go out, get that alpha, you know, wide receiver one? Devontae Adams, yes. Yeah, they're like they're like uh like people have been talking about rumors of maybe like Adams getting traded there. But even if they don't, if these guys can just catch the football, Lamar will make it work. Um, my prediction for this game, Ravens are home. If I don't I don't know the forecast or anything, but I'm gonna go with outdoor, might be a little chilly. Um I think I'm gonna take the Ravens by the three points they're given on the spread. So I'm gonna go Ravens 27-24 against the Lions. I think this is gonna be a great Great game, like potential Super Bowl preview, two dark horse candidates that make the Super Bowl. I'm excited. Chris pick game of the week. Um, y'all have any more thoughts on that game before I move on? Let's get on to your game of the week and then let's get on to the best segment of the show. Yeah, hots and locks. That's Danny's time to shine. But Eagles, Dolphins, Eagles are coming off a brutal loss to the Jets. Miami just got to beat up the Panthers, which is kind of unfair, but. Nonetheless, I think you are looking at the two receivers who have been having the best season so far, A.J. Brown versus Tyreek Hill. You're looking at two former Alabama guys, uh, Tua, who is thriving tremendously, Jalen Hurts, who was thriving last year, not finding that same success this year, but far from over. Where I think the Dolphins clearly have the edge is the speed. Even if Darius Slay is back, he's going to have trouble keeping up with the Tyreek Hill if Reed Blankenship is back as well, though, they can maybe try to double that. But, of course, you have Jalen Waddle on the other side, who, in my opinion, is the best wide receiver, too, in the NFL. So I think where they have their advantage, speed kills. They get the ball out fast. However, on that same side, where the Bills had the Dolphins beat is that they were able to shut the run down and get pressure through the middle. If Jalen Carter is back with Jordan Davis, hopefully Milton Williams is okay. Uh, they're definitely going to be able to provide pressure through the middle. Obviously, you got Reddick, 
Sweat, Nolan Smith coming off the edge, more so Sweat and Reddick. But um, that's where the Eagles can make their money defensively. And then offensively, I think it's been known that the, the Dolphins are kind of hit or, hit or miss on defense. I mean, the Panthers kind of hopped on them early. Obviously, it's the Panthers. It's not sustainable. But uh, the Bills jumped on them. They, they, keep, they, they, they were feeding, feeding Stephon Diggs. Uh, and that's why I, I want Jalen Hurts to keep doing Feed your guys. Feed A.J. Brown. Feed Devontae Smith. Take advantage of Dallas Goddard's matchup. You know, you're not going to have sat, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, little banged up back there. But I, that's where I think the Eagles can can make their money. Defensively, defensive line pressure, and then offensively, j- just use the weapons. Like, like I, I, everyone's like, oh, he's staring down A.J. too much. I, I don't care. I, I'm going to be quite honest. I don't care. I'd stare down A.J. Brown, too. He's been a top-two receiver in the NFL this year. The numbers will back that up. Borderline top three. It's been Hill, Brown, and Diggs. Like, they've been amazing this season. And Hill is just – Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen as well. Everyone else. And, and Adam Thielen. But, yeah. So, uh, my prediction for the game, I think I'm going to go – I think I'm actually going to go Eagles – 23 to 17, not a too high scoring game. I think the Eagles offense is still working out the kinks, but I think their defense will come ready. They'll provide the pressure, stop that run game. Um, and it's, it's going to be a good one. The, the Dolphins have keys to winning. The Eagles got keys to winning. Um, if it weren't for I, this, this could be game of the week. We got two bangers this week. We have two potential Super Bowl previews this week. Uh, but I'll pass the sticks to somebody else. I'm I'm yapping. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles in this game, uh, 27 to 17. Uh, I think the Eagles Ooh. take keep the Dolphins scoring down. Darius Slay's back and healthy. Uh, even though historically he cannot guard Tyreek Hill, last time they played, uh, he uh, can't do shit. So he's going to try to do his best to minimize this. Uh, the Eagles might have a new safety by the time this happens as well. Might be throwing Jeremy Chin out there. So do with something. that in mind, with that in mind, they will have Julio Jones, AJ Brown, and Devonta Smith out there. And someone's like, "Yeah, the Eagles need a blocking." Uh, wide receiver in the slot though. I'm like they're gonna put Smitty in the slot and he's a damn good blocker. So um I don't it doesn't matter. Willing blocker. Julio is actually Julio is one of the best blocking uh receivers for like a guy who's just predominantly known as being the guy. So we can hop right into our hots and locks for week seven. Danny can take us away. Yeah hots and locks something that I hit on last week and it's a really really big one. I'm gonna kick it off with my lock of the week to this week, though. Uh, I know everyone's anticipating me coming out and giving a hot take of the week and hitting again. My lock of the week, come on, man. It's too easy. Give me the Niners over the Vikings. It's almost a given at this point. Kirk Cousins can't play in primetime. No Justin Jefferson. The Niners seem to bounce back. Come on. And even if uh, I would say even if CMC and Debo were out, or yeah, even if CMC and Debo were out, they're still the better team. Uh, I'll take Jordan Mason and Brock Purdy and George Kittle over what these Vikings got going on, um, especially because they're trying to tank. Yeah, 
<laughs> I was just trying um, to see if you say anything about Purdy, but yeah. But what I will say, I'll get into my hot take of the week. Is that the New England Patriots will come out and beat the Buffalo Bills this week? Whoa. The Bills looked the Bills looked very shaky against the Giants. They looked very beatable against a division rival that was out for blood. I'm hearing Belichick is going to retire uh, rumors. Belichick's going to put all out to bed, come out and beat division rival, and just say Mac Jones is the problem here. Uh, I'm probably still going to retire, but Mac Jones is the problem. Our defense is still elite. My God, Pats over Bills in the big 2023. Okay. Um, uh, Chris, your your hots and locks for this week? All right. Let me try to get them out before the internet hates on me again. Uh, my lot for the week is Bills Patriots. I have, I have the opposite of what Danny said. I have Bills over Patriots as the lot. Um, I think Mac Jones is the worst quarterback in the NFL, honestly. Uh, that's not an exact I don't, I don't count. I think it's the worst. Uh, I think they're going to lose. <laughs> so I'm going to call that uh, for my lot. Um, my hot take for the week um, I don't really know how hot this is, but records wise, I think it's a hot take. I got Fal- Falcons over Buccaneers. That's my hot take. Yo, want to hear something crazy about the, 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 what's even crazier about the hot take that I had? The last time yeah. that the uh, Patriots beat the Bills was the Win Bowl. Wow. I didn't realize it. That's a minute ago. Oh, yeah. Where like Mac Jones threw like what three passes? Yep. <laughs> Yo. And then the Mac couple Jones, weeks later, wait. the Bills smack. Ready? Mac Jones stat line. It's it, it's definitely one of them ever. Two of three for 19 yards. What's the QBR? Leg- on legendary that? numbers. He had a uh QB rating of 84. I don't know Pretty what his QBR solid. is. Uh, Josh Allen is 15 of 30 for 145. I respect him for even throwing him <laughs> Dude, Ramondre was 24 for 78. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Yeah. So, I guess we can get on a, my hots and locks. My lock is going to be Seahawks over Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals just, yeah, they got that win. Things were looking up. No, I'm going to take Seahawks over Cardinals for my lock. They aren't good. Uh, they just aren't good. Yeah, I mean Josh Dobbs is cool and all, but wait, how yeah. how bad are the Cowboys? Because realistically, I don't know how you feel, but I watched the Cowboys game, and Ceedee Lamb gets the ball ten times, and I'm like, he's still not getting the ball enough. Yeah, he only got seven. Tar- I mean, he had seven catches, but it was seven targets. Yeah, he definitely needs the ball more. They don't go down the field. Uh, my. I feel like they don't scheme him the ball. They just like kind of like say, oh, run your route. If you get the ball, you get the ball. Every yeah. elite receiver is schemed to get the ball, and CD Lamb isn't schemed to get the ball ever. It's 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 kind of brutal. Free CD. Like I said a couple weeks ago, CD Lamb needs to go somewhere else. Like the Cowboys. Uh get rid of him. He needs to go to the Ravens. I would like that. <laughs> no, he needs to go please, to the Eagles. Everybody please. needs to come to the Eagles. Yes. Everybody needs to come See, to the Eagles. I don't hate the Ravens. I just I just said I want them to get a good player. Just so they could be better. Yeah, put the hate to bed. Yeah, if they, if they <laughs> get CD, the Steelers, the Steelers got to get Devontae Adams. Going to happen. So, for my hot take, no one's more delusional about the Chargers than me, except maybe Chris with Justin Fields and Cam Reddish uh, specifically. But <laughs> I'm, I'm predicting the Chargers to go into Arrowhead and to beat the Chiefs and keep themselves alive in the race to win the division. 
I think it's already it's, it's close to being wrapped up already, dude. dude. A chief, a chief wins. If Justin, to, if Justin to Herbert, if Justin Herbert had Andy Reid, it'd be wrapped. I agree with you, dude. In but my he humble, he has, humble, he has Brandon Staley and the ex Cowboys offensive coordinator. Sadly, brutal. Kelly, it really Kellen is Moore. brutal out here. Uh, Kellen Moore but, is like a. Chick Fil A version of Matt Chick-fil-A Canada's a Chick Fil A version of Matt of Matt Canada's uh, McDonald's. No, Matt Matt Canada is not McDonald's. Don't ever disrespect Big MC like that again. Matt he's Canada, he's, Ar- he's Arby's. He's Arby's. Matt Canada he's, might be uh, worse than Arby's, dude. He might be Burger Fi. I don't even know if y'all know what that is. That place stinks. Second box. I never had Jack in the Box. I can't disrespect. I never had Jack in the Box. I can't disrespect. But we can move on to Summit Savings. So next time you guys go to five guys, you can earn all that money back. But uh, to be quite honest, nobody hit last week. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you should exactly listen to us, to be quite honest. I mean, Chris Chris was close. Uh, I don't think we got that Chase touchdown or the Hawkinson touchdown, but uh, Lamar Yards, Henry touchdown, Hurts touchdown. Uh, I don't think I hit on any. Diggs didn't score. Hill scored. CMC scored. Eckler didn't score. Uh, I don't know if any of Danny's guys scored, to be quite honest. But Danny went with an all-tight end parlay. He, had, he was very specific. So, um, Danny, get it kicked off and cook up a good parlay. The ones you'd be sending in the chat on game day that actually be hitting. <laughs> yeah, so – the, the parlay that I'm going to take, it's going to be a long one today. I'm picking every single team in what? the 1 o'clock slate. In the 1 o'clock okay. slate. Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Hold up. I got to get a look. I got to get a look. Okay. We have, one, two, three, four. We have six games in the slate. Okay. We have or six, six games six. in the slate. And like, like I said, give me Patriots over Bills, Ravens over Lions, Commanders over the Giants, Browns over the Colts, Bears over the Raiders, and the Bucks over the Falcons. Simple, simple, simple legger. Six, oh, six leg parlay. You said Pats, Ravens, Commanders, Bears. Uh, would you say Lions, Browns, Ravens? Oh, yeah, Pats, uh, I just Pats, Ravens, Ravens, Commanders, Bears. Browns and the and the Bucks over the Falcons. There, okay. Browns. I can never Bucks. pick uh, the Falcons after Arthur Smith did this. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, okay, so Danny has a. Uh, I have. I would say we haven't added too many like teams just winning. So, um, yeah, I kind of like that one. I might play it for five dollars. <laughs> uh, Chris, <laughs> we'll go on over to yours. Should I just write down uh, Jalen Hurts touchdown? Should I do that? Um, you know what? I, I gotta not not pick it this week because I think it's just, it's just time. I, I've run his course. You, you cursed him, dude. You cursed I, 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 I say I jinxed him. I was right no, about he did score. Though. He, he did score. Oh, he did almost, almost. Yeah, did it. yeah. He like barely got his. Like it was the one he ran the quarterback draw, got hit, just got his arm out. Mm. He, I so right. it went into commercial break. It was zero zero. I come back to the game. I was like, "Oh, they gave it to him." I was like, "All right." He, he, 
he really is unstoppable. I don't know. But, yeah, you can get started with the parlay. I bet. Well, uh, so this week I'm taking uh, B. John Robinson rush receiving yards combined. Uh, I'm also taking uh, uh, two touchdowns, pass touchdowns, over. Um, also taking uh, – I wonder if he's playing. Oh, I don't think he's playing. Oh, Trevor Lawrence, Tre- Trevor Lawrence passing touchdowns over. And uh, Travis Etienne, anytime touchdown. So you have two from the – Thursday, Thursday game. So by the time yeah. I put this out, hopefully they hit. Um, right. I'm going to bet those two yeah. straight. The Trevor Lawrence and ETN touchdowns. I'm going to bet those straight. All right. Okay. I have faith in the Prince. Uh, Danny has inspired me. I actually want to look at some games, see if I like any spreads or not. Um, the man is 21 mm-hmm. and has decided to become a degenerate gambler. I was a degenerate gambler before I became 21, so I hope the don't feds the don't fe- see don't, that. Don't, don't let the feds hear it, man. Yeah, the feds going to do a swoop. But uh, all right, so I'm going to look at a couple different games. I think Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown are going to both score in the Eagles-Dolphins game. I think we can head on over to – we can head on over to Falcons Buccaneers. I think we can go Bijan Robinson anytime score along with Mike Evans anytime touchdown. And then I want to take I'm gonna take the Chargers to cover the plus five and a half spread. And I'm also gonna take Seattle to cover their minus eight spread. So I got two spreads. Four touchdowns. That's pretty loaded. I don't recommend playing that all at once, but you know what? Maybe you should if you're a degenerate gambler like myself. So, uh, yep. And that is everything from us today. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, head on over to audio platforms, download, leave a five-star rating. Make sure you leave a like on the episode. Make sure you do vice versa. Keep showing love. We really appreciate it. Um, and hopefully, you know, sooner or later, we're going to have to go buy NFL and NBA into one jam-packed episode. So you'll be hearing more from us. Um, I'll tell anything you this. Else? Was $10, $10 on my parlay will pay out 830 on FanDuel. We are DraftKings around here. Or prize picks. or Sleeper. Uh, sleeper. Or yes. underdog fantasy. <laughs> Everything. Prize. Yeah. So, I yeah. Anything else before we get on out of here, guys? Nonetheless, we are CB, yep. DC, and Tone. And I let Tone do. I let Tone do the outro uh, effects. Lou, did you know? Switching up today, actually. <laughs> Lou, did you know? <laughs> yeah. What do you got? OJ? He got OJ from uh, I got some from from Two Tone Drip from just Culture by Migos, not Culture Two. OG Culture. You know, that had uh, Slippery, that had Get Right With Ya, Banger. That, yo, that was my song. That, that, that trifecta in a row is so crazy. So crazy. Best, best I think sleep, Culture 2 was Walk It Like I Talk It, right? Indeed it was. Yes. Yes, and that was a banger. I also had Stir Fry on there, and I love that song. But 
So from Two Tone Drip, Culture by Migos, and DC Young Fly. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week.